I don't like completely blackout. I, uh, I, I, some people call it brown outing. I call it Swiss cheesing. Like, I, <laughs> the whole night is there, but there's holes in it, you know? Like, I know that I'm at this bar, but I don't know, I don't know how I got to this bar, and I don't know any of the people I'm with right now. And I'm just trying to figure out why does that sound familiar to me? And then I was thinking about this is my favorite show growing up was a show called Quantum Leap. It's a show, it's a sci-fi show from the late 80s, and uh, there's, it basically the main character kind of jumps from body to body to try to, here, I'll show you what it is. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. That's exactly how I black out. That is... <laughs> That is, I think that the show is just written by alcoholics. That's all it was. It's just their story. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the comedy show where stand-up comedians, plus everyday people, tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I am CJ Sullivan, and each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to the debauchery of drinking. This week is uh, the flagship, I'd say that the, the, the title show, Blacking Out. is Our mission statement. Right. Yeah, what we're branded around. We finally are going to talk about blackouts. We have the hilarious Jonah Jerkins, who you just heard a, a highlight from. He's going to talk about it. He is an expert in blacking out, which yes, I'll get to. Yes, he is. He's a return guest, one of the producers of the live show. And this is kind of like, I think, when like a band um, puts out their an album with the same name as the band. Like Bad Company, <laughs> you know, Bad Company. It's the yeah. blackout episode of Blackout Diaries. You know this is going to be, there's going to be, some hits on that album, you know. If you had enough confidence <laughs> right. to name the album after the band, you're, yeah. like these aren't going to be things that you're, you're half embarrassed about. You right. Know? So this is going to be a, a good episode. I'm excited to get into blackouts. What uh, What have you been up to lately? Because I you were telling me that you had a hilarious update about some of the uh, Colorado shows. You've yes, been doing. I did. We did Colorado shows. Um, we did one show in Denver, and it was out with uh, T.J. Miller. Then we went to. Um, which was funny because his family is where he's from. His family is there. So it was all his family. Mm -hmm. uh, th they all came out to the show. It was kind of like a big homecoming show for him. And all his, okay. and all his family, they get just as drunk as he does. And mess <laughs> like they go after just as hard. Speaking of blackouts. Right. Yeah. But they have normal lives. You know I mean? They're successful, yeah. normal lives. Like, oh, you can yeah. also channel this energy this way. You know, but, but yeah, like, oh, yeah, I do. So, you know, I'm in finance or whatever. And then they just get absolutely hammered at the show. They're doing ridiculous <laughs> things. So that was fun. But then Nick Vaderock came out. He flew out just because we did a weekend of shows in Estes, Colorado at the Stanley Hotel. Which is a uh, okay. famous hotel uh, where Stephen King was inspired to write The Shining. A lot of people, right. a lot of people say um, they didn't really shoot it there. They but they lean into it and they act like they did. You know, they do the tours. Okay, they recreate the stuff. The movie The Shining. So it's very creepy. You know, right. but actually, but they buried the lead. What they did shoot there is Dumb and Dumber, the bar scene there. <laughs> 
and the steps, and we liked that a lot more. So everyone was getting fucked up. Of course, up. yeah. So we're getting fucked Fuck up at that Kubrick, bar. You know, I, I know exactly. Yeah. Kubrick, Kubrick, exactly. I, well, I was saying a lot of that that weekend too. How overrated yeah. Kubrick was. <laughs> just because he does something every twelve years doesn't make him a genius, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, the ghost stuff was kind of funny because, like. Uh, First of all, everyone ex- thinks this place is super haunted. Everyone thinks it's fucking haunted, and, and the stuff that they yeah. give you the tours, you know, and it's like you'll, you'll get shocked if you hit the elevator button. Um, but I think they actually might, they might, they might rig something up to it because it's like one of those. Like, well, I also love it when shocks. they say things are haunted, and it's like you know, this is just an old building that's decrepit right. and yeah. in a state of disrepair. That's a why lot nothing of works a lot of them are just code violations, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like exactly, <laughs> like yeah. This, this this wiring is bad, is what it is. Yeah, and uh, and it's just things. A lot of people dropping things, you know. And they lean into the tours and like so. Okay. It, it, it was fun, and a lot of people get you know, um, whatever. So you you're, you're up all night. It's, it it it, it, it can get it gets creepy because you allow it to get creepy. Like you can, it's like being mm-hmm. hypnotized. You have to want to be hypnotized sure. in order to get it. If you don't, then you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But what's funny was like yeah. so they lean into it with all these regular tours. Oh, and here's the old ghost of June. You know she like we leave a lollipop out for her and it'd be missing. You know like, oh it's always little mischief and shit like that. You know <laughs> like she'd blur your camera, your selfie picture, and you know creep up in the background. And then I'm talking I'm talking to these people who work there. This guy he's like yeah I do accounting here. I'll tell you what though what they don't want to tell you is uh, four days ago a guy killed himself in room four eighteen and he's like he's like showed me pictures. You know, like here it is. It's like, <laughs> right? Yeah. So they only want to exactly. tell you the, the ones that can sell that's marketable. Yeah, they don't want to tell you like the real. Yeah, but that room will be up and ready next week. Oh, this happens all the time here. I'm like, what? He's <laughs> like, he's like, like, yeah. People think it's a thing to do. I guess if they want to kill themselves, they might as well do it here. You know, I guess they can join their buddies. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> And he's actually showing me the homicide, not the, the cleanup pictures and shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, what know, are you going to do? They want to do it, they want to do it, you know? <laughs> every, every place, has a, every job's got its ups and downs. They should lead into a suicide room. I mean, obviously it's illegal, but like, you know, the fucking nooses all set up for them and everything, you know. That's almost like the like. Have you ever heard about like that forest yeah, in Japan? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a woods, right? And that like, one influencer like, dude, like, uh, just like this. F- yeah, and they're just like, well, you know, they're just like with you know. I love when a, when a place just decides <laughs> this is where we're all going to kill ourselves. Right. Okay, you know, yeah, like it's got uh, Gate San Francisco's got its Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> I cannot get that far out there. I need a Colorado and I do love that uh, where that I can kill like myself because that always comes down to like. They so say, listen. If they want to do it, they're gonna. We're not gonna stop them. There's not. There's nothing we can do to stop them. I remember some cop said that about the Golden Gate Bridge because they keep building fences on the outside of it, you know, and it doesn't stop them. Like they're gonna climb out, and that's what the cops said. Yeah. Listen, if, if a guy is gonna take a header, he's gonna take a header. There's yeah. no fence that's gonna stop this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like these Irish cops being trained and Right. I mean you got a lot to live for, guy. Come on, you gotta have a wife or a dog or something, maybe. I mean what if they saw you? I mean the Giants don't look half bad this year. You know, if our pitching comes around I, I know that would kill me if I didn't know who how this how this whole season turned out. Oh man. Yeah, we should get into it. 
All right, well, uh, we should probably get into Jonah's uh, story. Uh, that is hilarious, though. Blackouts. He does mention um, a hotel in the story. We're going to move into Blackouts now. Yeah. We're still, he does, yeah. We're still, so, yeah, we're, we're still on theme here. Yeah. Up there. And it's a beautiful place. To stay. Although I, I will laugh about the Stanley Hotel as well. Uh, so it's not where they film The Shining, but people assume it. You know what I mean? It, it is very creepy and big. It's what mm-hmm. Stephen King was just inspired yeah. by. It. Sure. So since they do like, lean into it, they like make their like they try to like you know they have to act like they did do there. So they they made their own uh, hedge maze, you know, you know the, uh, the the hedges outside where like Nicholson you know uh, dies and yeah, gets course. lost in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, you know those it's things like are hard the, to yeah, make. The you know, finale they just planted movie, it like yeah. ten years ago, so it just looks like a weak Christmas tree lot, kind of like in a fucking maze formation. Like, like you can see over. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can see yeah, over the trees. Why don't you just look over yeah, right here? That's you can hilarious. See, you can see the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway, so that <laughs> is hilarious. without further ado, we're getting away from ourselves here. Let's black out with a blackout story from the great mm-hmm. Jonah Jerkins. Oh my God, guys, uh, keep that going for Sean. Let him hear it, everyone. So fun. I know a lot of you are like, that's the guy that checked me in. I am the guy that checked all you guys in. Uh, We're making a lot of money here. Uh, If anybody wants a job, we can pay you in in pennies. Um, But I'm excited to be here. Uh, I haven't been here for a while, so I'm excited to tell you guys a story. Uh, By the way, you guys having a good time? Okay, there you go. People kind of ask me like, "Oh, you're part of this Blackout Diaries. Like, what, like, what qualifies you for being part of the show?" Uh, I think what qualifies me is I'm actually from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, and I don't even know about Wisconsin. Wisconsin drinks a shit ton. Uh, Wisconsin, I know the Midwest in general drinks like a lot, but Milwaukee and Wisconsin is a whole new level. It's insane. For instance, oh, so every year they release the top drunkest cities in the United States, top 20 drunkest cities in the United States. A few years ago, was, uh, Milwaukee was number one. And uh, we celebrated by blacking out that whole year. I don't remember that year. <laughs> Very hard. Uh, but a couple years after that, uh, they released the top 20. And it was a sad day for us because we dropped from number one. We dropped all the way down to 17, which is really hard for us. But I don't know if you're looking at the other cities. 11 of the, t- <laughs> 11 of the top tr- drunkest cities in the United States are from Wisconsin. So if you think your town drinks, no, our state drinks more than the, the rest of you fucks. Uh, it is incredible. And I, uh, when this happened, I was trying to figure out, like, oh, how do they figure that out? Like, how, what's the, the aspects? And one thing that I found out is this, is they go, uh, they go by beer consumption. And what I found out, too, is that uh, every, the national average of everyone over 21, we all average uh, over 20 gallons of beer per year. So everybody here in this room averages over 20 gallons of beer per year. And then Wisconsin, that number is a little different. Uh, <laughs> in Wisconsin, it's 39 gallons a year. We double the national, double the national average of beer consumption. Thank you for one person clapping. I appreciate that. <laughs> the rest of you are probably like 39 gallons. I have no fucking idea even what that is. I figured it out it's over 400 bottles of beer per year. So everybody in Wisconsin over 21 averages over 400 bottles of beer per year. That means my 93-year-old grandmother Betty drinks over 400 bottles a year <laughs> of beer. Per year, that girl's a fucking drunk, man. I tell you, I love my I love my grandma so much. She uh, just went to an old folks home a couple of years ago. She's been kicked out of the bar uh, four times last year uh, for drinking too much and having too many boyfriends. Uh, <laughs> is what I've been told. Uh, and uh, my grandfather was still alive during that time. Uh, but he had Alzheimer's, and she's like, she he won't remember at all. Uh, 
She is a little bit of a runaround, too, and I love it so much. Uh, my grandfather actually passed away two, two weeks ago. It's kind of sad. No, I know it's sad, but I mean, he's in his 90s. And uh, I, I'm just like, just fine. You guys are idiots. My grandfather's fine for being dead. Uh, I don't know why I'm more okay with it than you guys are. Um, we were asking Betty the day of, she goes, how you doing? She goes, I'm doing fine. Guess what? I got a, long, a lot of long hugs today at the home from a lot of young boys. And I was like, young boys? She goes, how, I go, how, how old is the youngest? She goes, 84. Uh, and I was like, you're robbing the grave, Grandma. This is insane. Uh, but she's great. And I, I think the reason, you know, why Wisconsin drinks so much, one, it's very cheap. Two, you can actually drink at a young age. This is a fact in Wisconsin. If you're under 21 and you're with your legal guardian or parent and the restaurant's okay with it, you can actually drink. That is a fact in Wisconsin. That means that literally uh, a mother could be like, hi, my two-year-old is teething. Can we get him a shot of Jaeger, please? And the response legally could be like, yes, do you want one as well? Like that is like a real thing. Um, so I've been dr drinking at, at a young age. I drink so much that I thought that you stop drinking when you black out. I'm not kidding. I thought that that was the goal. Like, you just keep drinking until you black out, and then the next day just starts new. Like, that's what I thought that happened. When I, when I moved down to Chicago, people were like, Jonah, you have a drinking issue. I'm like, I'm trying to keep up with my grandmother. That's all I'm trying to do is do that. So I specifically black out. That's all I do. And I don't, like, completely black out. I, uh, I, I, some people call it brown outing. I call it Swiss cheesing. Like, I... Because when I black out, it's like... The whole night is there, but there's holes in it, you know? Like, I know that I'm at this bar, but I don't know, I don't know how I got to this bar, and I don't know any of the people I'm with right now. Like, I just, just know. And I was trying to think, so it's like, it's like basically like, I kinda like, I kinda like, uh, I Swiss cheese, I come to him at a bar, I Swiss cheese, I come to him at a bar, and then I Swiss cheese, and hopefully I'm home, right? And I was trying to figure out, why does that sound familiar to me? And then I was thinking about this, is my favorite show growing up was a show called Quantum Leap. That's, that's more people than I thought that know this movie. It's a show. It's a show. It's a sci-fi show from the late '80s, and uh, there's in the beginning of the show they explain kind of like how the show is. It, it basically the main character kind of jumps from body to body to try to. Here, I'll show you what it is. That's exactly how I black out. That is, <laughs> that is, I think that the show is just written by alcoholics. That's all it was. And it's just their stories uh, throughout the years. And like, uh, I was trying to think about this and then I was thinking, um, why do I like drinking so much? And one of the reasons why I like drinking is I like to make what I like to call uh, never again best friends. <laughs> I think we've all been there where you like meet somebody, you're like, this person's my, this person's standing up at my fucking wedding. And then your friends are like, what's their name? I'm like, no fucking clue. I don't know. I always try to get their number and their name. I try to get their number because I want to talk to them. I think they're going to be my best friend for forever. But the problem is I'm very bad at names and I'm very bad at remembering names and I'm too embarrassed to ask their name again. So I'll put, like, I'll put in my phone like something I think will trigger my memory. And here's some examples that I have. So one uh, is uh, Jason, I think, Southport Lanes. Um, which is a thing there. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Jane's Asian party guy. I don't I have no clue what that means at all. Uh, I have effing great story guy. He's got a good story. Also, when I'm, I'm a terrible speller, and it gets even worse when I get drunk. 
One of my favorite uh, friends, one of my uh, first Never Getting Best Friends, became actually one of my best friends. And his name is Soren Chonsky. He's an incredible comedian out of New York. Uh, and I love him. We're, fr we're good friends. But the thing is also, I won't change your name if I got it wrong. And this is how I thought Soren Chonsky's name was spelled. Uh, <laughs> which I look like this. This feels racist. I like unintentionally extremely racist, which is insane. So it, my story is this. So the, here's my story uh, is uh, I've been a comedian for a while. Uh, I know on stage it seems like I haven't been. Uh, that, just, that just means that I'm not progressing at the level of my friends. And the people laughing the hardest are actually my friends. Uh, so I promise you I'll get better. Come back in 10 years. Uh, so when you first start comedy, you kind of just take any gig that you have. Somebody goes, hey, I want you to do this. You go, yes, sir, I'll do that 100% or yes, person, or whatever. And I got asked to do this show. I don't know why I said yes, person. Uh, <laughs> I'm old, and I think I want to be respected. Um, so I got uh, asked uh, by uh, uh, a comedian uh, that is notorious for running bad shows. His name is Kranz Butter. <laughs> That's his stage name, by the way. He has a normal name, and he goes, you know what, you call me Kranz Butter. And he's a tourist for running bad shows, didn't know that. He goes, hey, Jonah, I'm, I want you to do a show in Green Bay. You're from Wisconsin, right? I go, yeah. He goes, I want you to do Green Bay. I think it's a good idea. And he goes, uh, I can't, I want you to headline, which means I want you to go last. I can't guarantee pay, but what I can do is I can give you a percentage of the ticket sales, a door deal is what it's called. I can give you a door deal. And the way he explained it, he explained it, it's gonna be like a big, it's like a college town, it's gonna be a big theater, you're gonna make a lot of money, you're gonna be good. He goes, if you wanna bring somebody to open for you, you can do that, and whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll ask my friend Tyson, this guy Tyson Karish here, uh, that's him, he's not homeless, he just looks homeless here. And uh, <laughs> he's actually, you know, he was my, he, you ever like a best friend for like four years, and then all of a sudden one day you're just not best friends, you never talk ever again? He's one of those guys. And you ever realize, you're like, did they die or what happened? I don't really know. And then they show up in the most random places. I was watching television, Tyson shows up here out of nowhere. Yeah, that's Tyson right there. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like, what is Tyson doing? Which is crazy. So, sometimes you guys laugh at that, sometimes you don't, and today was the don't part. Um, I get it. <laughs> Emotionally, it means more to me than you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I, I get this hotel, I call Tyson, I'm like, all right, I got a hotel, it's kind of a nice hotel in Green Bay. And I, I tell him, I'm like, all right, we're gonna go up, you're gonna feature for me, it's, which is right before the headliner, and uh, everything should be good, right? And uh, leading up, uh, I don't hear anything about the show. And usually you get like promo stuff, stuff like that. Some of you guys get emails about the show today. Like usually you get stuff like that, right? Nothing, didn't hear shit. So I'm like, well, I guess they sold out, so they don't need to promote shit, <laughs> right? That's important. So I drive up there, and Tyson's like, have you heard anything about the show? I go, not a thing, I don't really know. I guess this guy just knows what he's doing, you know? And uh, we, we check into our hotel, and uh, what, what I, here's a drunk act that I like to do. So I travel a lot, and if you travel a lot and you drink a lot like I do, a very important thing you need to do is you need to take a picture. The first thing you do when you check into a hotel, you take a picture of your phone, of the number of the hotel room, and you use it as a, as a wallpaper of your phone so you know, because I've walked into some different rooms before, and it is a problem. So I do that, uh, and uh, I still don't know what's going on. I even know where the place is. And then all of a sudden, I get an update on my phone, and they updated the, uh, the poster, the promo poster for the show. 
And you can tell how good a show is going to be from the poster, right? Here's a couple good ones. Uh, here is uh, Stand Up Sam, good show here in Chicago, very fun. Uh, here's another great one. Uh, here's ours, which is good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, here's the one that they popped up. Uh, that's the one. Is <laughs> <laughs> the actual? Yeah. So let's break this down a little bit. First off, Vroom Vroom Comedy Room. It's not gonna be a good show unless it rhymes. We all know that. Also, Vroom Vroom, that sounds like you wanna drive the fuck away from that show. Uh, I am a professional comedian, I have headshots. That's the picture you use? What the fuck are you doing? Why, I am, why am I on a fucking dolphin? Oh, you know why? Because I'm getting paid, wait, paid in fish. I didn't agree with that. That's not what I, I can't pay for a hotel with, with fish, with mackerel, I can't do that. Uh, also, uh, $3 minutes, $5 at the door. $5 tickets. That means if they sold out in advance, I had to sell 2,000 tickets to break even. I, I hope that happens. Uh, also, I didn't do this, but uh, 8.39, uh, <laughs> I think I did. Uh, 8.39 p.m., great time. And also, George Street Cafe, Caf wait, cafe? I thought he said it was gonna be like a theater. Cafe. Oh, maybe it's like the cool, like cool, like fun, like theater that's like, oh, it's a cafe. And you show up and it's like fun and stuff like that. No, it was a straight up cafe. Uh, we we show up this cafe. There's nobody in here, so I'm like, oh, it must be a basement or something. And I walk into the hostess and I go, hi, uh, we're comedians. And then the person goes, that's great. Do you have a reservation? And I go, I don't think. <laughs> You need to, first off, you need to notice before this, he goes, hey, just let you know, shows sell out. That's what he goes, he goes, shows sell out. So I'm like, this thing, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be like a little side door around here. And I go, hey, listen, we're the performers for it tonight. And she goes, where? <laughs> and I go, here. And she goes, oh, we're doing comedy tonight? I didn't know that. And then she goes, do you know that we're doing comedy tonight? To somebody else. And I go, listen, where the fuck is this show? And she goes, what show are you explaining? I don't know what's going on. And then Crayon's Butter comes out. And he goes, he goes, hey, 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 they're the performers. And he goes, performers for, what are you talking about? And he goes, okay. And he goes, hey, uh, little hiccup, uh, not as many people as we thought showed up. Showed up. Um, so uh, I'm, I can't really guarantee, I can't give you any pay. And I go, I thought you told me like shows sell out. That's what I thought you told me. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, shows can sell out. Like, every show has ability to sell out. Like, any show could sell out. And I go, well, I ordered a hotel, and I pay, I'm gonna pay tight, how the fuck, what? And he goes, listen, I talked to the owner, I made a deal for you guys. You guys are gonna get unlimited drinks. And I go, you should probably pay me because that's gonna save you more money. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, they're, they're cool, you get unlimited drinks. And I go to Tyson, I go, hey, listen, uh, we are in the third drunkest city <laughs> in the United States. We need to show these motherfuckers why Chicago should be number one. So I, we just drank, we drank. I blacked out, I don't even remember the show at all. Like, I'm like, we gotta start drinking right now. Swiss cheese, I'm at a bar. I'm at a bar, I'm like dancing, I'm like, were we at the show? I don't really know, talking to, uh, talking to Tyson, don't really know what's going on. All of a sudden the bar closes, Right, and then uh, they are like, uh, they're like, you gotta leave. And then Tyson goes, uh, he goes, where's our hotel? And I go, uh, you tell me. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know where hotels, where's the info for it? And I go, okay, let me look. And I can't get my phone to work, I don't know what's going on. I don't remember where we're staying. And he goes, uh, we'll look, and this is before like Uber was a thing. And he goes, uh, we'll look at your phone. 
Like, the, doesn't that, the little drunk hack you have? And I go, that's why I do the fucking drunk hack. That's why I do that. So I look at my phone, and uh, here's a little oversight that I had, is that they never tell you what hotel you're staying at, which is the problem with that. So I look at Tyson, and I go, uh, hey, I don't know where we're staying. He goes, no idea? I go, no idea. Swiss cheese, we're outside the hotel. And... <laughs> We're outside the hotel. I don't know how we got there. It's one of those hotels that like isn't 24 hours. So you have to use your card to get in. So we're, I don't know if you're doing that. So we're trying to get our card to get in. It's not working. We don't do. We're like banging the doors. We're like let's get the fuck in. It's like summertime. So we're like I don't, we go to every single door that we can. And then we're like okay, do we sleep on the grass? Like I don't know what to do here. What do we do, Tyson? He goes I don't know. I don't know what we do. And then we look over and then we're like oh house party. There's a house party going on with a bunch of kids. And we're like oh well like well yeah. <laughs> Let's go hang out with those kids, huh? We're young. We're in our 30s, right? So we, so we think we still look like we're in our 20s, right? Like Tyson was a, t a surfer. I was a big fucking douchebag. And like the biggest douchebag in the world. And, but you forget that to them, we look like this. We're like, what's up, man? Yeah. You want to be in my top eight? Like, what the fuck is going on? So we show up, and this guy comes out. First off, we show up and everybody starts, a red light turns on and everybody starts running away because they think we're cops, you know? And we're like, no, 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 we're cool. We're going to drink with you guys. They're like, that's even worse, actually. So the owners of the place come out and they're like, what's going on? And we're like, hey, dude, we're sorry. We're, um, uh, we're, we're performing, we're, we're stand-up comics. And they go, really? Where, where are you performing at? And we go, we go to George Street Cafe. They go, where the fuck did you perform in the George Street Cafe? That's just a restaurant. We're like, it's a long story. I don't want to talk about it. And then one of the guys go, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, hey, I'm, I want to be a stand-up. And I go, oh, cool, uh, that's great. And I go, how about this? I'll mentor you. Why don't you give me your number? If you help me out, I'll, I'll help you out, whatever. And he goes, yeah, what do you need? And I go, we just need to get in a hotel. And he goes, where's your hotel? We go, it's the hotel across the street, this hotel right here. And uh, he goes, he goes, that's your hotel? And we're like, yeah, we've been trying to break into this thing for like the last 30 minutes. And he goes, that's a library. <laughs> so we were trying to break into a library for 30 fucking minutes, thinking it was our hotel. And I go, well, well where's our hotel? So it's we're back at the hotel. And like, we all made it work. And, um, <laughs> So, uh, I don't have a moral to this story, uh, but I will say this, is that uh, I still text with this gentleman uh, a few times a year. Uh, he asks me questions. I don't know who it is. Could be Chris Stefano. I don't know who the fuck it is <laughs> at all. The reason I don't know is because in my phone, this is what it is. So I have uh, <laughs> a random person texting me uh, throughout the whole thing. That's been my story, you guys. Thank you so much. All right, that was the great Jonah Jerkins, and with the hilarious story of trying to check into a library out of one of the famed Cran's Butter shows up in Wisconsin. <laughs> and uh, now we have Jonah back with us. Jonah, welcome back. Oh, thanks to the studio. Oh, I appreciate. It. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, got it. Anytime. Right? I, butter. I, I love every aspect of that of that story, but I think. Because I hear it uh, from time to time at the live show. I think what's growing to be my favorite part of that story 
is the show itself. Oh my god, the crayons yeah, butter production, sure. yeah. like, like, like every aspect yeah. of that. It's, yeah, it's such like a, a thing that we all did when we first started. Did, did you guys ever do crayons butter? Yeah, I've never I've worked crayons with butter. crayons yeah, butter. Yeah, it's insane that that's his <laughs> stage name. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I know. You can't, you can't believe his name's Buck. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Super nice guy, but man, I I did a Crans Butter show once where um, yeah, uh, a guy in the beginning of the show, a guy asked a girl f- to be married, so he uh, proposed to her, and by the end of the show, they broke up. <laughs> which was like, <laughs> which happened uh, in Wisconsin, and that's that's the second time that's happened at a show I've been at. Where, oh yeah. my god, that's amazing. You know what? Good yeah. for her for recognizing yeah. if, if this guy has the, the the instincts to to propose at this at a Crayons Butter yeah. production. I need to walk out of now, here. Now we all we've all done uh, bad shows. Obviously, it's part of, it's part of the business, the gigs, but. Um, with the Crash Butter shows, it's like I be, we've all done shows where it, the the show is a surprise to the audience. Yeah. You know, where it's yeah. just like <laughs> they have no idea a show is going on. But with Crash Butter, it's like you said in your story, it's a surprise to the venue yeah. itself. Yeah, like the staff there, the people <laughs> yeah. there, everyone's like, "Wait, what's going on here tonight?" Yeah. You know, like, I thought, I was wondering why they had the tables in a weird yeah, area like, you, like that over there. Like, why are you here? <laughs> It's exactly. I always like. I always like when those shows happen and the comedians get mad at the audience for not paying attention. Sure. Yeah, oh, but like yeah. the audience was like, "I just wanted dinner. Like I don't know there yeah. was a show. I wanted yeah. dinner. Yeah. I didn't trying to watch the game. Well, there we're turning a... off the TVs. You don't need yeah. to watch the yeah. rest of this game. I think I did. I think it was a Crans there... Butter show, but I did another show that was at a off track betting. Oh, that's fun. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of your set, you would hear, "Come on, seven. Come on, seven! Come on, seven! And then, That's insane. And then they'd be like, ah, fuck! And then they'd be like, make me laugh. Go make me laugh. And you're like, okay. Easily, the, I mean, easily the, some of the angriest, most miserable people. Yeah. That's fun. They're great characters. Yeah. But that this country has to offer as far as venues, OTBs. Yeah. It's just I would have like, loved to have done that show. I just can't believe that someone was like, this is a great place for a show. Like, this is where... Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, wide open spaces. Well, the, the, the instincts that these crazy people have. Um, there's a con- you guys all know yeah. Jay Harris, mm-hmm. right? Diamond yeah. Jay. Diamond were- Jay. So, Diamond Jay for a little while was running his own shows, and they were in crazy locations. One was in a Chipotle, <laughs> you know, and so people were just coming yeah. in to get a burrito. He had a weird thing with Chipotle. I remember, like from day one, like like, like a cult fucking yeah. file. Like he was like try- like spreading the good word of Chipotle. That's like I don't know if he had stock on it or great ground floor, but yeah, like he wanted to do shows there. Like, what are you t- relax with Chipotle? Yeah, <laughs> he had another one that was inside a um. What's that? Uh, the National Gym Company, where they have like gyms in every city, LA and they're Fit- really LA hard Fitness to or get, get out of. I think it's L.A. Fitness. He had one in L.A. Fitness where you performed in the oh, boxing God. ring. Yeah, people no, were working out. That was on Lincoln. I remember that one. Yeah, for sure. Because you know why? Yeah. Jack Calhoun was like a trainer. Oh, like Jack Calhoun. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Jack Mantooth, as I seen him on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's this is a good. It, it's just crazy. The 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 shows that we've done is like, man, I, 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 what's the worst one you've ever done, Jonah? Is it, was it that one you just told it, the crayons butter where you're well, paying one, fish or I, I don't know if I tell us on the story or not, uh, but it was interesting. Cause it was just a family that was there. It was like uh-huh. a group of eight 
and you had to so when you would tell a story or a joke it would remind them of somebody that was in the family so you had to wait for them to be like that was like uncle john do you remember that happened to uncle john and then they had a conversation (laughs) you would wait i i did i I did a show on the south side of chicago where we show up and uh is at a restaurant and nobody's there so then the guy that's running the show is like uh, I think we're to cancel, and we're like, okay, cool, no problem. And then uh, four people walk in for the show. They're twenty, like they're twenty-five minutes late, and then they're like, "Well, we're doing a show now." And the host <laughs> goes up, and then he he ends up helping them with the menu, like because they're like trying to figure out what they want to eat. So then he goes, "What?" And he goes, "I like this. This is good. You probably, I don't know if you want that, but it's we had so we had to wait for the." so he just basically just helped him with their order he was like he was like a, wait, a waiter with a microphone which is like that's all we are anyway we're just selling drinks and food anyway you might we might as well cross the line yeah you get paid yeah. better what's, as a fucking host what's the worst a, what's the worst show comes to mind <laughs> for you guys i mean i don't know if i have any specific one i remember i would just walk i i would really? walk out of those i would be like no i'm not doing yeah. it and <clears throat> that would cause issues with like there was a I don't know if he was – I think it was around the scene when you started, but the, uh, there was a guy called oh, Dave yeah. Odd oh. who used to run these atrocious oh. shows, like a lot of ambush comedy. People didn't know, like in coffee houses, yeah. you, you know, like weird stuff. And we did one. Ambush comedy. actually Pat Bryce. It was, I don't know if I ever told you this story, uh, CJ, but it was Pat and I. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think you ever knew Bryce, Jonah, but he was this like, yeah. legendary comic. Right good, before uh, – Buddies with right CJ Right before my I. time, yeah. Okay. So anyways, it was uh, – I think it was after – Katrina. It was after one of the hurricanes that, that devastated. I think it was Katrina. That that was the one that devastated New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to do this benefit show. He's like, "Will you do a benefit?" And they always give you like these general descriptions where they don't tell you the full context of what's going on because yeah. they know you would say yeah. no. You know, <laughs> he's like, "Would you be willing to perform at a benefit for Katrina?" I'm like, "Sure." We get there, and 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 like the details keep getting weirder. Yeah, they always weirder. start off. He's like, it's, they always start off with the fake things. <laughs> yeah. Would you be willing to help out people who just lost their houses? Yeah, I guess I would be able to do something like that. Uh, what? You, what's your Friday looking like? Yeah, and then it, it like it's like Wednesday at like two p.m. I'm like, okay, that's a weird time. Fine. Then it's a, a Chicago public school, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, don't they have school during that time? <laughs> So we get there, and we're going to be performing for children, and we have to load up the materials that CBS has, like, sending to New Orleans in a truck. Right. So, like, we have to do, like, manual labor, too. And I'm like, what? No. I just, like, walk. Bryce and I went to a bar. We just leave. I get this angry call from Dave Odd, the producer. He's like, I, I can't believe you guys didn't. Pro-. And they, oh, and the show was going to be in a baseball field for outside for kids, for children, yeah. for third graders. And he gives us this angry call. Where to bar? Bryce and I were just laughing. He goes, listen, I want you to know everyone else walked out, but I did a show for those kids on that baseball <laughs> field. And if I can make them laugh, I can make anyone laugh. Can you say that? And I go, Dave, no, I don't think I'm ever going to need to learn how to make kids on a baseball field laugh. <laughs> right. I don't think you learned an actual skill that is going to help your career. So, yeah. so I also even think that's I don't even think that's the hardest group to make laugh either. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to you have to well, change your style of comedy, but I, they're yeah. they're an easy audience. I have two quick stories about Davod. So, so for yes, the people please. listening, Davod is kind of like Kranz. It was like a producer that would book more beginning comics, and there were weird shows. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. One of the first shows I did was called Locked and Loaded when I first moved down here. And you had to be you had to be legally drunk to perform. 
Yeah, he bought a breathalyzer for this, didn't he? Yeah, I did. I did the second show where he. The first one you had to like blow into the breathalyzer to make sure that you're drunk. The second one he didn't do that. He was like, "I trust you guys." And like, I, we, I trust you. I to had, get drunk. I had to wake up a comedian <laughs> to go perform. I have this in. I have it on video. I I I blacked out in the middle of my set. You can see the second. I wish I could find it for you guys, but like you can see where I black out in the middle of my set. I don't even. I don't remember finishing it. I don't know what's going on. It was just the worst show I've ever been a part of. But then. He asked me to do a show in Indiana and he was like, I'll drive you down. I go, okay. And I didn't know that he was like a forager at the time. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. He sells yeah. wild mushrooms to like high end restaurants. <laughs> so, yeah. But he goes into like forest yeah, preserves around yeah, Chicago to find him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we're driving yeah. down and he's like, he keeps looking over. He goes, oh, oh, oh. And he pulls over and then he would grab a bunch of like mushrooms or like, he's like, they grow anywhere and it puts in there. <laughs> And then we're like going, he's like, oh, I'm gonna show you something. I'm like, okay. And we go in this like weird neighborhood and we kind of go in the woods and then he pulls over. I barely know this guy's first time I've ever done a road gig with him. And he's like, hey, go in my glove compartment box. And I open up the glove compartment box and he goes, can you grab those? And there's gloves, like gloves. And I give him the gloves and he puts the gloves on and he goes, hey, follow me. And I'm just like, I'm, is this? <laughs> I, go, I go, is this how I get? I go, is this, is this how I get murdered? I'm, I'm so complacent. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, and, yeah sure. And then we walk, and then we're in this in the woods. And I'm following him to my death, and because I'm like, ooh, is there a show in here? And then there's a overturned boat, and he flips the boat out and there's snakes and he grabs two snakes and he goes, they were here. La- they were here last time I was here. Look, they, wow. they're mating. You can tell because of the scars or whatever. And then he goes, you, you right. want to hold them? And I go, no. And he goes, okay. And then he puts them down and then we just left. There was like, Wait, were they, they were alive or dead? They're, they're alive. They're alive. They're alive. Oh yeah. My God. yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I, I, he just knew that that was a snake den. And then he just wanted, <laughs> he just wanted to show me. And then we just, and then we Hilarious. left, we go to the show you got back in the car after that. You I, yeah, have, they to. have to. Uh, I mean, once someone reveals they actually have gloves in their glove compartment yeah. box. I, <laughs> we go to the show. I'm looking to get out of there. There, it's one of those. Sh- it's one of those shows where it's like in a small town, and then the guys like, oh, normally a lot of people show show up, but somebody had a wedding, so everyone's at that wedding right now. So there's only yeah, like five yeah. people there, and this one guy is heckling the headliner. It's my, um, it's not my guys. It's my Stanley. My Stanley's headlining, and they are. This guy's heckling him so bad. And Stanley just showed up. He didn't know who he was. He goes, who the fuck are you? What's going on? He goes, I own this bar. I hired you. I get to do what the fuck I want to do to you. (laughs) It was just like, it was one of the weirdest, one of the weirdest nights I've ever had in my life. Oh, man. horrible. Yeah. Hilarious. The four- Those are definitely worse than ones where like where the audience just doesn't get it. Like there's a show out in here in LA that we did. I, I did actually years <clears throat> ago before I lived out here. It was like a, it was a rite of passage at a at a hostel. You do a show. Oh, I I did I mean, that it's one. Amazing. No one speaks with Jeff English. Klinger. And then I did. You you have to like the door is locked. You have to be buzzed oh in um to perform. Well, I did it recently too, just for like, like it was kind of like I wonder if it's still as bad. And it was. It was just as bad. And it's just like, it's just it's this room where there's yeah. free snacks, so people go there for that. You know, they don't they don't they don't understand what's going on in America, so, but they they feel like they have to sit through it. I don't think they understand this is voluntary. Yeah. You know, so there's <laughs> yeah, like everyone's locked in. It's yeah. really weird. Right. It, it's uh, like <laughs> Jeff Klinger and I did it, and Jeff starts getting heckled. 
I, that was another one where I just didn't go up. Yeah. So I actually shouldn't say like like I do. I, I feel like I have like a certain level of pride. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm good at this, and I'm not going to waste well, my time. Well, that's because your day job you do very well in that, and you have you have a certain carte yeah. blanche over that that sets the uh, you know. Yeah. You don't. I guess so. You know. But Klinger Klinger's getting heckled. And we look over. The guy heckling him is in full pirate regalia, <laughs> like, like Captain Morgan, like <laughs> for no reason. And I'm like, and he's like speaking with a thick German accent, you know. Right. Like you're, I'm just like, this is insane. Like, why are we putting ourselves through this? Did he have like, you know? the hat, the three point hat? Yeah, no, it was like it looked like he was going to a party as the Captain yeah. Morgan pirate. Like that's how yeah. over the top that's it was, insane. you know. Um. Well, Jonah, we're like, yeah, we've obviously been talking about like a lot of terrible shows. Uh, your story also has. I love. I, I think you talk about blackouts on stage like better than mm. any comic. I love the quantum uh, leap uh, analogy. Uh, the Swiss cheese. It's also funny. Um, tell CJ because we were talking about this before we recorded. You also have great. Your friends yeah. have great blackout stories. Tell him about your buddy in Wisconsin and when he blacked out. So, I, so I have, I have a friend who's just like. Uh, uh what if, what's his last name something council who's the the manager of the brewers uh or was a while ago Craig council right, yeah, yeah his so his cousin is a good friend of mine and this guy is like like all-star drunk and okay. i guess he goes <laughs> he goes to a liquor store and he puts down a case of beer he puts down 20 bucks and then he kind of looks over his shoulder and then he comes back and the case is gone. The 20 has gone. And he's like, hey, uh, I, where's my beer? And the guy's like, you didn't put any beer here. And then he's like, well, I want my $20 back. And the guy goes, you didn't give me $20. And he goes, well, we have a fucking problem. And then they get into, <laughs> they get into such a fight. The guy behind the counter is like, I'm going to call the police if you don't leave. And he goes, call the police because you fucking stole from me. They call the police. The police comes and they get into a good fight. Or they get into like a you know disagreement. The, the cops are trying to sure. trying to figure it out, and the cops come back and they go, "Hey man, um, what time do you think it is?" And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and who is the president? That's like quantum leap. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Who, who is the president so, in your world right now? So <laughs> he was he was drinking all day, and he was in between two drinking parties. So he's drinking all day. Sure. He goes, he buys this case. He goes home. He drinks the whole case. He comes back to buy another case, but he bla he blacked out while he was buying the case, and he came to yeah. when he was back. So they, it, there was like a three hour difference. So it is like this kind of Swiss cheese. All right. So they 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 showed him a videotape of him buying the case and then coming back and being like, "Where's my fucking case?" <laughs> like later. <laughs> so he bought it early. He so bought he, it he wasn't. So he. So he wasn't mistaken. No, no. You know, he was just in the wrong. Yeah, he was just at the wrong. Yeah, he just forgot that he went on. home. He drank all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not making this up. I had a case yeah. in a twenty year. Yeah, yeah. So much. So, and so, in Wisconsin, that's a legal right, defense. Yeah, right. They're like, you know, we can't yeah, charge yeah, him yeah, with yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much. So he he lasted through a shift change. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It was another yeah. cashier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even recognize. Yeah, that guy is. I did that in uh, I did that in Ohio once. Um, I actually have a, a story about it in my book. But um, we were at this bar. We went in at like eleven in the morning, and we stayed. We closed it. We were there till like two a.m. And you know when the bartenders did their shift change, mm -hmm. they would make you close out. But I didn't remember that. So like when I closed out at the end of the night, I'm just like, man, I love Ohio. <laughs> yeah. This place is so cheap. But I'm only closing out. Like my last three hours, of thinking. I, think, <laughs> right. I, I don't realize that I've already done this three <laughs> Not times. Bad. It's like when you, uh, 
speaking of a uh, uh, bad price, like you like. We would like leave like a like a strip club or something, but he would like the next day look at his receipt, ATM receipt. Oh, not bad. And he realized that he had like three. Of yeah. Them. Like, oh, I have only one hundred bucks. So, I got off scot free. So I, uh, <laughs> I got so I I got so drunk so drunk last week that I came home and I was hungry. I didn't I didn't dinner and I ordered a, a pre- <laughs> You know when you wake up in the morning and you look at your phone and you're like food's delivered you're like oh shit i ordered food last night yeah. and I, <laughs> I go outside it's outside and i i must have ordered a burrito bowl and i didn't want beef so i thought i was hitting negative to get rid of it to add a chicken bowl but i kept hitting positive so i ordered eight chi- eight eight burrito <laughs> bowls <laughs> like it's an office that's open <laughs> I spent, like, burning yeah, the midnight yeah. oil over there yeah. at jerkins and yeah. sons <laughs> pulling it all night i spent like a 180 dollars <laughs> on burrito bowls oh, i thought i was hitting God. oh yeah. man I was hoping it was gonna be one bowl with eight times the beef. No, I wish. <laughs> just overflow. No, it was just like an overflowing. Beef I had to like bowl. hold up two bags, and there's all food I just had to throw away because it's like hot out. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, oh, dude, man. what am I doing? Did I tell? I, I don't know if I remember if I did. I tell us they must they must know that's a drunk order too. Like, oh, but they don't 100%. care. Like, all right, we're gonna yeah, get but that's them. a problem. Yeah. It's all automated yeah. now. Like back it, it, twenty years ago, the clerk would have been like. Buddy, right. I'm not delivering yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, okay, you like, like you're drunk. That's not yeah. what you mean to do. But now that it's all auto, a right. computer's like, sure. Yeah, it's already. I'll do that for it's you. It's already going through. It's already processed. Yeah. It's like a yeah, it's like, uh, like a, a parking meter, write, a cop writing the ticket. Once I start writing the ticket, it even I can't shows go, you I can't when you order it, pizzas like on national, on national change. It, it, it's almost like an animation. It goes. Juan right. is putting yeah. it in the yeah. oven yeah. right now. Well, Enrique is, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, Juan should have gave me a call and realized this was a mistake. Yeah. Juan should be. <laughs> usually, it comes. What were you going to say? You were going to say something oh, else. I was, that, I was uh, just going to say that, like, Jonah. I did the same thing the week a week prior. I ordered Taco Bell at like two, two in the morning, <laughs> and I and I I passed out on my uh, kitchen table basically, and uh, on the chairs, and uh, they. <laughs> They must have like been outside my house trying to call me and I was sleeping. So then they just hurled the Taco Bell. And, Cause when I looked outside, it was, it was like exploded all over my wall. Yeah. Does, does it change the texture? That's does hilarious. it change the texture of the food at all? I was like, I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> it technically the, the bag is one big burrito tortilla yeah, anyway. Right. It's one big, it's all uh, one big wrap. Yeah. So just throw it on the grenade. Yeah. I can't risk a negative review that yeah, I didn't deliver it. I'll just throw it right at the house. Because, like, that's hilarious. Well, that's so, like, I uh, I don't think we talked about this last time I was on, but, like, I, I always black out, right? I consistently mm-hmm. black out. That's all I do mm-hmm. is black out. I thought that was normal, you know? And, and I think I mentioned that in the story. But, like, my tolerance used to be really high. So, like, I would black out, but nobody would know I was blacking out, you know? And now, because yeah. I'm getting older, my tolerance is going down. But I don't have – I never had – because I don't get hangovers. So I never had to figure out where that – where that level is because i wake up and i'm like oh i'm fine whatever mm-hmm. but now when i now when mm-hmm. i black out i am like it, it's like shut down like it's i'm like fine and then you look over me and i'm like past like i'm i'm repeating the same words it's i get myself in so much trouble yeah yeah did i mention the last time i was on did i mention about the time when i visited chicago and i thought i was in a different city I think so. uh, let's you know what we we have new listeners so let, let, let's, let's let's end on that it story because anyway. it's one of my favorites yeah let's hear it yeah <laughs> the, for, the first time I went I visited Chicago I was with a friend and we blacked out I blacked out and I came to and I was at this bar and uh I 
I thought it, there's this really famous bar in Madison, Wisconsin called uh, Michael's and it has a tree inside of it. And they allowed a tree to grow, or Paul's Club, I'm sorry, Paul's Club. And they allowed a tree to, a tree to like kind of grow, grow in this sense, like through the whole thing. So I was like, oh, I'm at Paul's Club. And I called all of my Madison friends to meet up with me. But I, <laughs> I didn't realize I was outside uh, at a bar called Justin's and I was just looking at a tree. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, I, you're I mean, in a separate city. city. You're, in I, you're in Chicago. You're in Chicago, but there is a tree. There's a tree. <clears throat> so uh, it's very confusing. Thought I was in Madison, and uh, <laughs> I called all of my Madison friends, be like, "Hey, meet up with me at my Paul's Club." And then I, my friend saw, he, uh, said he saw me doing this, and like I would be answer the phone. I'd be like, "Hi, hey, what's going on?" Yeah, no, I'm at Paul's Club. And they're like, you're, "I'm like, you're here." I'm like, my hands up. No, worry. I can't find you. It's not busy. <laughs> <laughs> and then my friend is like, you're in Chicago. You are not in Madison. And then the next day, the next day, all my friends were like, where were you? I thought you were in Madison. And I go, I'm in Chicago. I don't remember this at all. I'm in, I'm in Chicago. Right. Yeah, I remember saying it. And then we, his brother lives in Chicago. So we are like, we're drunk. We don't, we've never in Chicago. We're trying to figure out, we don't have GPS on the phones yet. So we're trying to figure out where his brother lives. We find where his house is at. This is after the bar closes. We found where his house is at. We break in. It's like a, you know, like a five unit house and his brother's phone must be dead. And we're trying to get in. He's passed out. We don't know what to do. So we're like, all right, do we sleep on the stairs? So we just kind of fall asleep on the stairs. And this guy walks in who lives in the penthouse and he's like, are you guys okay? And we're like, oh, his brother, we don't know what to do. We don't know. And he's like, hey, stay with me. And he he allows us to go up in his house. He's really nice. He's a, like a lofted bedroom. We're staying up there. He has, a, he has an extra bed and like a couch and he's like you guys stay here you guys are cool you guys want a beer or anything and we're like oh no thank you so much it's really nice of you and then he goes downstairs and his girlfriend comes home and this guy is like hey just let you know these are two guys that are sleeping outside i let them sleep in the house they're here they seem cool <laughs> and she goes you always fucking do this <laughs> and, he goes, and he goes he goes listen what, what am i supposed to do because you're too fucking nice everyone takes and they break up they break up and then he comes up the stairs and we're like oh my god i'm so sorry he goes ah fuck that bitch anyways and we end up drinking like the whole night yeah uh, yeah she doesn't understand yeah don't you understand honey that could be me out yeah. there it has been me out there and i would wish the same pod of kindness on a drunken night that i yeah had. and th that, that same night in between we try to go to this bar and there's a line and they're not letting <laughs> they're not letting anybody in. This is how fucking douchey and drunk I was. They're not letting anybody in. And at the time, uh, uh, Real World Austin was out, and I kind of looked like Danny from the Real World. Uh huh. And I'm like, okay. well, I was like, let us in, and they're like, well, no, man, sorry, you're not on the list. And I go, I'm Danny from the Real World. And <laughs> they go, they go, no, you're not. And I go, you know what? No, I'm not. <laughs> and they're like, you got it, like. It's <laughs> You just gave up. I gave up instantly. <laughs> it was like I'm Danny from the Real World. Like, yeah, no, you're yeah. not. I'm like, no, because, no I'm not. Be yeah. because I'm sure they know Danny from the Real World. Because I'm sure Danny from the Real World announces that he's Danny from the oh, Real World all everywhere the time. he goes yeah. to get into those places. He's actually back here. We oh, hate yeah, yeah. you're you, you should be happier not yeah, Danny from the yeah, Real yeah. World. <laughs> when I was like, you With, were you even in the right house when that dude let you? Yeah, up we to were. The I what, what what? Oh, so you were in the correct yeah, house? Yeah, yeah. At least. My okay. friend, my friend's brother, just his his phone died and he passed out, but. Oh, well, that was definitely a hasty breakup by the, on her yeah. part. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, that's so funny. Um, 
Jonah, we probably got to end this interview pretty soon. So tell our listeners, I know you're one of the co-producers of the live show. You're always at the Blackout Diaries, but you run several other great shows. Uh, Tell our listeners how they can follow more. Uh, We can follow me at Jonah Jerkins. That's J-U-R-K-E-N-S. And uh, yeah, we have uh, uh, Blackout Diaries every Friday. We have uh, Comedians You Should Know every Wednesday. Timothy Tools in Chicago. We also have shows in uh, New York as well. And I run a once a month show at the Lincoln Lodge Theater called uh, Brews and Bad Movies, where we watch uh, bad movies. It's a lot of fun. And I have a podcast. And a podcast with Joe Kilgallen. Joe Kilgallen, yeah. Yeah, you just started. Talk, let, talk about this because we also Don't you love know how Joe. To uh, let, let's show hear about this podcast. Your f- debut show. Yeah. This is how this, how this works. <laughs> You're on the press tour. For I this. was just getting to that, CJ. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I have a podcast with Joe Kilgallen, who's, who's a, a very funny comedian here in Chicago called Let's Get Dumb. And uh, episode seven, Sean, I don't know if you know this. I got him to quit the podcast mid-show. So, uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Because the argument that him and I... Jo- Jonah basically just yeah, instigates yeah. him and just pushes his buttons That's great. throughout. I, I did one with theme. him. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Because you go... Because yeah. we get an argument, and Sean goes, this has to be the podcast. And I was like, I think he's right. <laughs> yeah. So, he le- le- yeah. It's, it's a good podcast. It's really fun. Stormed off. Stormed off. Left. Halfway through. Maybe name, that's name. I know you already got a title for it, but if you want alternative titles, yeah. Yeah. at least a segment title. That'll be a segment. Yeah. That'll Storm be a segment within it. All right, well, Jonah, thank, thank you, you so much. Uh, our listeners need to check out uh, Let's Get Dumb. Uh, it's hilarious. Jonah and uh, Joe are both hilarious, and uh, we'll have you back soon. Uh, thanks for joining thank us you again, guys. Jonah. Thank you, Jonah. Appreciate it. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flannery and C.J. Sullivan. That was Jonah Jerkins who just left yes. us. So hilarious, Jonah Jerkins. Yes. Uh, talking about, we're talking about blackouts here. Uh, yes, like we something said. Something I know a lot about. Something you used to know a lot about. I mean, uh, you, uh, <laughs> well, something that's science. But do we all, what do we know about blacking out, though? Yeah, us? I guess that, what can you actually know? It's almost unknowable in some ways, but they are learning more about this uh, with science. And I've always been, fa- you and I are both kind of fascinated with the science of what happens to the blackout yes. diary, or uh, and, during a blackout. And the unknowable. I like that. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's, like, I always assumed, just thinking about blackouts, like before I actually looked into right. the science of this, that the memories have to be up there somewhere, yes. right? Uh, but like they're not filed correctly because sometimes it does come back to you, like when somebody brings something up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's never retrievable. Like I always pictured it like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. where the memory is just getting filed <laughs> into like such a big warehouse that like the chances of you ever recovering it are like zero. Right. Well, the thing with blacking but out it, is like because. It- Okay, you have no memory of things, but you're still do act like walking around and doing things. Like like you're still like exactly you're still active. You know what I mean? Like the, the body and br- is moving around. You just don't remember a thing. You don't remember. So it didn't make sense to me that the memories couldn't be up there. But like it turns out that is what happens. Mm-hmm. That you don't. That your brain gets so drunk that it's not able to synthesize the protein needed for bonding long term memories. Okay. So like I love. It's like your brain just quits recording. Your brain. <laughs> so yeah, so like I say, this is not passing out. You're walking around, you're doing things. The brain, yep. which is always recording, it's like a live stream. It's like a stream digital camera. <laughs> yeah, you can always go back and you know erase what you need to erase or uh, rewind things. So <laughs> the camera just shuts. But somebody off. unplugs the camera. Right, someone somebody unplugs, unplugs the camera. For an and, hour. This, and I've always said it, it's like it's as though your brain has seen enough stuff that it's like. We're not going to need any of this tomorrow. <laughs> like we're going to we're, we're going to we're going to send everyone home. It's a half day here, you know, in the memory center. Right. <laughs> we're going to quit recording. Which is another fault of all the cameras that are out there in today's world. You know, the constant cameras, surveillance, camera phones, whatever, because now it does get recorded, even though your brain has decided yes. not to record it. 
you know, which is not fair. Which is not that's fair. not fair. If my brain has said I'm, I should not be recorded right. based on my actions Listen, right I now. I chose you not to not record this. Yeah, your bar should not record me getting up and uh, using the table as a bathroom when I'm passed out. <laughs> Go away. Uh, let's listen to some of the quotes here on, right. on scientists. This is uh, an article on that process, and it says, uh, this is Dr. Aaron Wright, of uh, professor of psychiatry at Duke University. During a blackout, an individual is capable of participating in salient, emotionally charged events, but will have no recollection of what occurred. Many people indicate they later learned that they had engaged in a wide range of risky activities <laughs> during their blackouts, unprotected sexual intercourse, vandalizing property, or even driving a car. This could have led to disastrous health or legal consequences. I do like that. Like, I don't know if you were like this, mm -hmm. CJ, when you were drinking, yep. like, um, with people. Like, like, I can sometimes, when I'm talking to a normal person and I'm blackout, like, sometimes I can handle everything so well that they have no idea I'm blackout. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going to remember Absol any of this. It, it you was know? Uh, and, definitely a curse yeah. and a blessing. <laughs> and, you, like, you would just be agreeing to be like, no, I would... Um, I'd love to go on a day trip to Galena, Illinois <laughs> tomorrow. Right. <laughs> that would be fabulous. <laughs> and then your wife is pissed at yeah. you. Like, you said we were going to do it. You know. No idea it happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you know, it's always the one being like you have to be told the next day. You don't remember doing that? No. No, yeah. I don't. I don't remember uh, <laughs> trying to fornicate with a tree. Apparently that happened one time. Noel reminded me that at the whole bar. <laughs> I was like hugging a tree, like. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Was, well, no, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have done it if I did remember. <laughs> I mean, that's the worst thing about a blackout, right? Because you, you guys have helped out. No, you you're know? in a blackout. Right. While you're in in the blackout, you know. Yeah. So you can't like you can't tell somebody you know like we really shouldn't be having this conversation right now. <laughs> Like I'm not. It's almost like I'm not going to remember it. I'm not qualified to talk about it. Like we should not be talking. You don't know that you shouldn't be talking about. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's a cross between a, a dream that when you you're aware that you're dreaming, you know, but there's nothing really you could do yeah. about it, or like total recall maybe, where you're like in this brain mm -hmm. chip and like in a, like some some guy jumps in like you know from look, listen they sent they sent me from the office. This thing has gone <laughs> awry. Okay, none of this is real. What's just happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. Like my brain. Like I don't, I don't really mind the blackouts. Right. But I need my brain to tell me, like we just entered a blackout five minutes ago. Okay. Like none of this yeah. is right. going to be remembered. So just bear that in mind. Okay. Yeah, that's all I ask for my camera to do. Have a blinking light that goes on. I say we're out of here. But just remember, this is. Yeah. <laughs> just be aware. Yeah, like put a. Uh, like, like, like when a small business is closes uh, for lunch hour, you know, like we'll be back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like just put a sign up that, that, so other people know what they're dealing with right. when they're talking to me. <laughs> I've always liked, um, like, have you ever noticed this, that I feel like blackouts are like kind of thematic? Mm -hmm. Like I like I almost feel like it's your brain fucking with you because like your last memory is always, like I always say something yeah. so like um, – like, like with so much hubris right before, like, I, like I'll say something like, buddy, like somebody be like, you're drinking those awfully quick, Sean. And mm -hmm. I'll be like, buddy, I couldn't have a bad night in this town if I tried. <laughs> and then yeah, like, that's your last memory. And then you just wake up. Yeah. Definitely if you're taunting, for sure. Like even, even yeah. Jonah Dornier. <laughs> that, that, that's when the brain's like, okay, right. you know what? Fuck them. Mm -hmm. We're out of here. 
You don't. You claim you don't have hangovers. Huh? Okay, I'll tell you what you do have. <laughs> I'll give you. You might. You might <laughs> consequences. Have so, yeah, you're gonna have consequences. <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of regret. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to do that. Uh, well, CJ, go ahead. Speaking of blackouts, uh, you know we like to have a segment in here that we call Open Invite, okay. where uh, somebody uh, through their drinking has made national, perhaps even world news, mm. and we would love to get them over to Chicago to come to our live show every Friday at 10 p.m. and tell their side of the story. And this guy, I think uh, we can safely say that Robbie Stratton from Florida will always have an op- uh, open invite. He made national news after, this is the headline here, this drunk Florida man can't remember carrying an alligator into a liquor store. That's one heck of a night. <laughs> I wonder at this point, are Florida people doing it to uphold their reputation as being the Florida man or whatever it is? You know what I mean? It's kind of like the— You do wonder that, don't you? Know, you? I think it's kind of like— a, It's like they have right, to. Like Philly sports fans, you know, like they kind of lean into Or it. Texas with guns. Yes. Like it's like we got it. You know, we, like, this this is our identity. This is we paint ourselves in a corner with this, so we got to do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so carrying an alligator into a liquor store, this is amazing. Yeah, so he goes kind of viral— because somebody filmed him carrying into a, uh, an alligator in a liquor okay. store. And it's a large alligator. Again. Like, it's almost as tall as him. And he's running around going, like, you still open? You still serving beer? And, like, all the customers are freaking out because he's got this giant gator. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that goes viral. And then, right. like, they go to the same liquor store the next day, and he's there. He's so they there. do another interview for oh, him with him. And that's when he admits he can't remember anything. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Stratton, whose legal name is Robert Timothy Barr. He was arrested. Um, for pos- I, I love it. It's when they just, like you said, when they just throw, make up these crimes just to do, because we do. We yeah. Possession of an American alligator. Possession <laughs> of an American alligator. You don't know where that came right. from. <laughs> Illegal exhibition of dangerous wildlife. Is that real? Yeah, you can't just show <laughs> they them. They said off. that. That's hilarious. That's a crime he got charged with: illegal exhibition of dangerous wildlife. <laughs> That's hilarious. And cruelty to animals because he did yell "Florida State" while stepping on the gator and holding it by its neck. <laughs> I like. I mean, I kind of kind of our theory with horses: how you can't rape a horse because it it allows you. I don't know how cruel <laughs> you can be to an alligator. You know what I mean? Like an alligator. That alligator was having a fun time. Right. He's out you know, th- there. That alligator could have could have walked away from this evening whenever it wanted. <laughs> Alligators are so common, and Fl- it's not that they're common in Florida. It's just that they're such a part of the normal life down there. Like every time we go down, it's because everything's just a sw- it's a swamp down there, whatever you know. Yeah. And like they act like you know, like they're just part of the neighborhood. I remember like we were at some club, or it was like we were in Jacksonville, we were like in Port Charlotte or something like that, and like. uh like yep, and there's and there's Ollie, you know. He uh he 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 bit a homeless guy's dick off last week. You don't wanna you don't you don't don't jump in there after eleven o'clock, you know. And like he and there's me walking along with them, you know, and there's like like they're like part of the uh Yeah, you know, it's like dinosaurs. Right? It, you, you're going to like like on the lawn of an Applebee's, there's a dinosaur there, you know. I know. It's just amazing is how, how like at ease they are with, with these animals. Like I, so I, I kind of like that, though, yeah. and I respect that. Like I feel one of the problems we have as a society mm-hmm. is we've gotten rid of big predators like in the Midwest. Like there's no more mountain lions. There's no more yeah. bears. And like that's why you have like, like, like pigeons everywhere and squirrels everywhere. Oh, and there's nothing and, worse, and they like, run like, them like, up. We, we, 
Yeah, and we have these toy dogs that walk out with total confidence to be alone. It's like that, you know, a fucking chihuahua should be scared shitless. Absolutely. You know, to go in a backyard. You know, like we need to reintroduce these alpha predators. I, to- I 100% agree. The difference between the squirrels out here in uh, like Los uh, Angeles or Hollywood or Griffith Park where I go golf there between the ones like in Venice by the beach where there are no hawks or lions or anything. They're mm-hmm. like a gang out there yeah. by the water. You know what I mean? They go in your bags. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're opening zippers yeah. just going in there, you know, because they, they, they have nothing to worry about. Out here, they're terrified. Exactly. Because, not terrified, but, they, you know, <laughs> they have uh, they have bigger things they have to worry about than trying to get your... Th- they got to mind their P's and Q's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's hawks rolling around. There's lions. There's a whole system, you know, but you're right. You can't mm-hmm. have it. And, and these dogs, yeah, these dogs, especially the dead winter, the way we call them, if you put them in the woods for a day, they would die. <laughs> like these, these, these dogs, like a pug or something? What are they going to do out in yeah. the fucking nature? A, a pug can't even stay alive in, in a domesticated <laughs> thing. Like, they have no lungs, you know? know. Like they're. <laughs> All right, let's get into this guy. I like this idea. We, you say yeah, it. I like this idea. Um, no, that that's uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, we should let's uh, wrap it up with this guy because we're probably pretty close on time. But uh, I do love this. Is some of his quotes when he got arrested. Yeah, we gotta get <clears throat> These are the quotes from the first evening that he was overheard on the video that went uh, viral. Because yesterday. obviously he doesn't remember this. He was blacked out, bringing an alligator and stomping for it. He ran in with an alligator. He said, "You, you still sell, s- selling beer?" Then he yells, "Florida State, baby." <laughs> goes this fucker had a weed eater in his hand look over and i found him i was working and he came up to me and i i dove on his shit <laughs> when, um, when asked if he had, oh, uh, one of the late one of the cut go, go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say when he asked well, if one he of remembered the, it he goes well the store sells some good liquor and i drank a lot of it that night <laughs> <laughs> this store sells a lot of good liquor like that's a very famous <laughs> one of the customers tried to warn him uh this is great. Uh, she said, uh, so Florida Wildlife uh, Commission, she actually knew about this somehow. One of the customers goes, you're going to regret this. FWC is coming after you. Mm. Oh, no, no. This is the follow-up interview. I apologize. Right. He goes, they already talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I mean, these, these, these are great. So this is the news, obviously, interviewing him, and he's still there, the next guy going for liquor, and he's drunk yeah. and obviously incriminating himself. And uh, <laughs> like... Asked if this should even be a crime like that, like it's just just setting them up for assault. Well, yeah, balls. at a minimum, you drove drunk, buddy. Right. Like, like you know, like I maybe they could look the other way on entering a business with an alligator, mm-hmm. but you just told national news that you drove drunk, you were blacked out. This I was talking about this earlier. This is like one of the reasons why I feel like we just always throw poor people in jail because they don't get legal advice. Like if this guy was a son of a rich kid, yeah, his lawyer would be like. No, you're not doing a. F- you're never going back to that right. business. Right. First, first, first of all, you're never going to put another. Re- foot yeah, in there. don't return to the liquor store just because you return <laughs> without an alligator does not make it right. <laughs> yeah. And you're sure as shit not doing follow up interviews, okay? And, and where you admit you're drunk driving. Right. <laughs> he said he didn't do anything to harm anybody. I think I see he's talking about the alligator. Yeah, we know. We know the alligator. We're not trying to arrest the alligator, buddy. <laughs> The alligator's fine. It's not pressing charges. Yeah. <laughs> he was. The state of Florida is pressing charges. So you're right. So we all black out, rich and poor, but they have better lawyers, that's your saying. They have better lawyers. It's an unfair it's just another uh the blackout is being weaponized by the rich in, in our ongoing class war. <laughs> I was waiting how you're gonna bring this to a class <laughs> class warfare that you always do. The class system. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm right. 
You are right. The blackout is being. Marks and I, you know, Marks was a big drinker too. Carl Marks was a huge drinker too. He blacked out often, and and he and I both saw that (laughs) this would eventually become the weapon of the of the rich. The blackout. I think that should be used as an offense, though. If your honor, if my brain stopped recording. Then you guys stop. Then that camera should stop recording. <laughs> then your cell phone should stop recording. It should be in sync. And we're we're gonna we're gonna try this defense. We're gonna pick the right. You know how like whenever the Republicans want to veto legislation, yeah. they don't like like they start at the federal court in Texas. They're like, oh, this fucking judge will say whatever we want. Mm-hmm. We're gonna launch that defense in Wisconsin. <laughs> Not guilty by reason of blackout. I love the blackout defense. Finally, so anyone, finally, the show is hitting its stride with a pride. We're going to give back to the people here. We're going to introduce alpha predators <laughs> and, and the not guilty <laughs> by reason of uh, blackout listeners. If you know of anyone who uh, this case might appeal to, uh, reach out to us and we'd like to represent them in the state of Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, and leave a five-star review, please. Fantastic. Or this Florida man, obviously, open invite. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's Blackout Diary. Shaw, what do you got going on? Uh, just a live show every Friday, 10 p.m. Oh, and you can also always, always find my book online, places I can't return to. Uh, it is now sold everywhere where books are sold. Yes. And subscribe to my other podcast, The Bottom Line Bombs, my sports gaming podcast uh, show. Also, give a five-star review to us here at The Blackout Diaries. And uh, and while you're up there, give it to us, and then go ahead and give uh, Jonah and Joe one uh, for Let's sure. Get Dumb. And tell 10,000 of your friends to subscribe to the show. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week.